0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ray's Music Reviews. Today, we are joined by KP. Hello, Ray. How are we doing today? We are doing fine. I I am Ray of Ray's Music Reviews. Today, we are reviewing
1: the Nationals Boxer after this. Welcome to Ray's Music Reviews. Come along as Ray embarks on a musical journey by deep diving into artists, genres, and albums of his choosing. And now, Ray Reviews.
0: Boxer is the staple 2007 album by the Ohioan indie rock darlings, The National. The National, despite being from Ohio, actually formed in New York. Brooklyn, New York, I believe. And they formed around the same time as a lot of those kind of, you know, the, the New York indie rock, the big New York indie rock boom of the 2000s, right? Strokes, Interpol. Like Strokes, Interpol, LCD sound system.
1: The, the band members, you have a... Uh... Matt Berninger on vocals, and he's a multi multiple instrumentalist. You got the twin brothers, Aaron Dessinger and Bryce Dessinger on guitars, keyboards, pianos. Uh, brothers Scott Devendorf and Brian Devendorf are drum and bass. And the wife of Matt writes songs every now and then, but it's not listed as an official member. Right. Slow burn for them though. The strokes were the hot thing coming out of New York. Some of the other ones struck gold a little quicker. They actually have... There's a documentary on The National if you'd like to see something kind of weird. I checked out little bits and pieces of it. Behringer took his brother on the road with him who's like a metalhead and made him a roadie. It's same thing that happens to a lot of guys that go out on tour when they're supposed to be roadies but they know the people in the band really well and it turns right. into, look, by the way, you're not a member of the band so mm-hmm. you don't get to get loaded after the show. It's it's a mess. And then you have the issue... It, the thing with... And I think you'll agree when you listen to this record, Berninger does not sound like a rock star. No. And I think this is years later when they've when they've gotten to the point where they are selling out shows and they are bringing in money, and you can see he's having to come to grips during this. Right. During this documentary, like a, like a lot of those two thousands guys did have to do. Yeah, I think, right. Julie, I think Julian. Casablanca is still dealing with the fact that he never really was comfortable as a rock star. And LCD Sound System did
0: that too. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Interpol guys, all of them kind of weren't really as able to deal with it as, you know, they they weren't rock stars in that sense. Now, I think what's interesting is on this album, Boxer, uh, there's also a a second guy who shows up, on these songs sometimes his name is Sufjan Stevens he is one of my favorite songwriters ever I think that's interesting about that is in the 2000s there was also kind of a bit of a folk movement going on uh you had guys like Mountain Goats and Bright Eyes and Phil Elvram and it it was it was a pretty sizable thing and Sufjan Stevens was kind of a breakout moment for that era and I think what's and I think this album can kind of combine kind of like the indie folk and indie rock elements a little bit.
1: You told me when you were originally talking about this record to, and thought about doing this, you mentioned that they were; it was a singer songwriter record and yet you don't necessarily jump to that because there, it, it is such a grand sound. Right. To, to an extent I, I do believe it is. Oh, it absolutely is. The music frames the
0: message. Very much Absolutely. And I think the message is very singer-songwriter, too. Now, a lot of the guys around this time, a lot of the New York guys around this time, kind of talked about adulthood, how it was a bit of a lie and such. And like the opener on Boxer, uh, Fake Empire, it's kind of talking about being lured into this false sense of security that adulthood tends to be, and realizing that everything around you, oh, like, the, what I was told this is, it's it, it, what I was lied to. Stuff like that continues with, like, mistaken for strangers. As an adult, people you've met in, like, school before, people you've known, just like anywhere before, you've other people now that you have your own problems and your own issues. And I think what's added to this is that I think
1: they can write about mundanity in a way. And you know, in other art forms, you find coming-of-age stories, be it literature or like, if you're my age, there was a movie called *The Big Chill*, where these guys got to their thirties and they come back to their hometown, uh, to their college town, due to a death, and, and try to figure it out. There was uh, there was a lot of these. There was um, right *St. Elmo's Fire*, where you had these guys graduating in their first couple of years of trying to figure out what adulthood is. And uh, do you think Green Gloves dives into that along with the uh, apartment song? I've ventured out into the world, of, especially Green Glove. It's you know, I, I I've lost friends. I would assume because adulthood has taken me away from what I thought was my core group. Absolutely. And now that I miss them, I try to figure out my way back inside who they were. Absolutely. And, and I think that's uh, an interesting thing. I think there's individualism you can look at it as a coming of age record and of the emptiness of figuring out what's next after you get because you know you strive i'm going to get through college i'm going to get through high school i'm going to get that first job i you know once i get to this certain point i'm going to excel and then you realize after a while I, yes it's great to do these things but it's still just a job. It's you do lose touch with some people you grew up with. You do lose touch with. It's not. There's a odd camaraderie, right? Especially for these guys because they do this in New York. But by, by this time, 2007, you know, the band starts in 1997, 99. By 2007, they've done the free shows in Brooklyn. They've done the had other jobs. They've right. Their community is getting together in the bar scene. Absolutely. Which there's some some degree of, yeah, that's my guy, but then you don't really know if that's your guy because mm-hmm. you only know him from ten to one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> also there is like in the first song, like what you defined as what was going on in it, but there is mm-hmm. a feeling of too this is not coming from me. I actually read a couple of different reviews on this and they said, you know, that it had to do with America's diminishing status as as a Superpower, right. and how that didn't really matter to them because life had so many problems. Right, that goes along with what you're saying anyway because they're struggling now. That you know, when you're in college, everything's going good, or a band starting out, everything's you, you're str- you're doing your thing and you're and you're taking in all this content and your mind is arguing about all these macro things. Like, right. like what's going on with Russia? What's going on with this area, that area, the other? But then, at some point, you start to pay your own bills, and life becomes overwhelming, and right. that stuff doesn't, it, it matters, that's, but it doesn't matter as much as rent. That's
0: also why I really, I uh, one of my favorite songs on this record is Racing Like a Pro. Okay. And uh, that's, that was, uh, by the way, it, it has beautiful composition in the back. I really like the mm-hmm. stuff by Sufjan and by the band. All th- This album all around has very good composition. Now Sufjan is on that and... And Ada. And Ada, back to back. Okay. Yeah, okay. on backing vocals on Ada. Just like the feeling of when he says your mind is racing like a pro now, oh my God, it doesn't mean a thing to you, like to to like sit back and realize kind of like all of these years have passed and you're like so much older now, but you're also not really, you don't really have the proper time to think about it because either A, you're too tired or you just, you're being overworked or both, uh, usually both, just like that conundrum. And just, it it can kind of uh, add up into just you just kind of just sitting around and not just being dumbstruck.
1: I think this album fit in good with the, and I didn't listen to it during that time period, but it feels like this album would have fit in good with COVID. It, it really would have. The, the sitting around the trying to figure out your place in all of this.
0: Right. Pro- probably my favorite song on the record would have been the closer, Gospel. Um, which Gospel is interesting because it's about it's about all those things, but it's also kind of about it takes like a breakup angle to it. It's just, it's a really honest, I don't really want to be working like this anymore. Mm -hmm. If I could just go back and just be like this guy to bring this, I I love the way he says nice icy drink, uh, because it's, it's just, it's so intimate and it's so heart wrenching. Um, if I could just be this person to just bring a drink to you and just sit out on this porch and not really have to worry about anything. And it's just the whole chorus of, like, my angel face is falling, feathers are falling on my feet, darling, can you tie my string? It's just all of these really beautiful bits of poetry in there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a cl- he's, he's good lyricist. Right. It's very very, very visual. Too, right. which is what I, I love about that line. You, it, it, a lot of the the visualizations are really potent. I think the music helps with that.
1: It does. It does. I think there's a grandness to it, and I don't. It, it. A lot of song feels to me like it is crescendoing without the bang. Right. It, and then it comes back down. It's this steady. It's this steady upward.
0: Motion, and that's also uh, going back to racing like a pro. What I like about that is the instrumental kind of sounds like it's racing after uh, the vocalist, mm-hmm. and I think I just I don't know. I, th- I think that's just really clever the way it sounds like it's kind of chasing after him, forcing this feel of panic. I feel like I liked the back half of this. Re- I-, I liked the first half of this record a lot, but I feel like like the connection I had with the back half of this record was made way more visceral. Right, right, but it does have one
1: of your favorite artists on the it, back half. It does. Uh, which is a little cheat code. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> right, right. Uh, tell me this, though. Okay, Brainy. The, the music itself kind of forms around it and gives it that uh, almost a stalker thing. You're right. Thing. And the way he says, you know, I've been dragging around from the end of your coat for two weeks. That gives it that stalker thing. But then there's, you might need me more than you think you will. Again. It's also yeah, it's like this feeling of like
0: leaching onto somebody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? A hundred percent. Which which is very mean, creepy. Right, which which you can you can kind of equate that to like yourself if you've ever like had to hang on to somebody for just something, any type of depend if you've ever been dependent on right? somebody. Right. Yeah. And then when you're dependent on somebody, that other person
1: becomes dependent on your dependency in like this weird <laughs> dude that you just layered a bunch of stuff right there way now the song that was the breakthrough ish single the one that was highly rated is the uh, the ap- apartment story Oh, and d- it does have, now tell me this, to me it does have a bit of a Strokes feel, kind of the contemporary. that you get the get the you get the bang with the crescendo in this A bit one. of a bit of that a bit of that Strokes, a bit of that Interpol in there. I
0: think I, I get that. Uh Apartmentory, I also uh, Start a War. Start a War is also about a breakup, but less in the sense that like Gospel is like after a breakup, Start a War is in like the 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 breakup. Right. right. Like the eye the, of the The hurricane. beginning stages of what's going to be bad. Like little verses like, you were always weird, but I never had to hold you by the edges like I do now. Just mm-hmm. those woof. Yeah. It was
1: ugh. Also though, again, there's a we expected something, something better than before, we expected something more. Again, that could be the person. Right. Or that could be life. Absolutely. But I do, I do think this is very much person. But a lot right. of times, a lot of times with singer-songwriters or, or any version of that, you get a verse about, a verse about mm-hmm. love, a verse about the rent, a verse... It, it, yeah, it, right. It, it all, it, and it all connects. Yeah, right.
0: Um, and also, the feeling of knowing somebody is some type of way of knowing somebody's flaws and still getting with them, and the relationship failing because of those flaws that you knew from the beginning, that's heavy. And that is
1: a thing, right? You, you It happens all the time. You feel like, well, what's wrong? Not wrong. This person's quirks and my quirks are different. Therefore, we can make each yep. other better. But then it turns out to be the kind of thing where this person's quirks I just can't do. Right. Or, or she just can't do. Or in a friendship. Right. You know, that you say, well, you know me and Billy, we, we got a problem, you know, we're on opposite sides of politics, but it's fine. And then one day you realize, right. man, we can't we, this, keep having these discussions, which puts a this limit. Isn't, this isn't gonna work, right? And also adds in the thing with adulthood. Right. It's
0: like, if, if, I'm, I'm, if I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm thinking about marrying people, it's like, this isn't. Do you wanna fight forever? It's like, I'm not really in that place where I'm willing to start a war
1: for like, ever. Right. Right. There's a limit. If you can't completely go all the way in with a person due to something that you disagree with at your core, there's just a limit as to what I can, how much I can give of myself to you because I can't completely open myself up to
0: you. Yeah, it's it's a really insightful bit of commentary on like dusty New York. Yeah, they're city kids. Yeah, They're from
1: Cincinnati and then they wind up in New York. Those are big cities. Another thing with like Apartment Story,
0: there's a lot of references to like drinks, drinks like lemonade, where it feels really, really warm almost, right? It feels it feels very down to earth. I think I think I know you like the
1: record, but how much do you like it?
0: Uh, I like it quite a bit. Right. I think it would be weird for me. Like at this point, I would probably say it's. It's one of the best of its genre, of its specific era and genre, right?
1: Does it make you want to go and listen to more National? Yes. I agree. I agree. I, uh, I saw the National with, with your mom in New Orleans. That was a crazy weekend. It was Guns N' Roses, Post Malone, the National, and uh, Beck. And Beck. <laughs> New Orleans, you go to a festival over there, you're going to have. All kind of different things going on anyway, but that was a good one. And their their set was fantastic. I feel like I feel like, I feel like Guns N' Roses
0: are kind of like the sore thumb in there. It's like everyone else is like Sad Boys. Ghost, uh, Guns N' Roses, Post Malone, Beck, The National, Bring Me the Horizon, Interpol.
1: Right, Bring Me the Horizon was was on it, son. Mm. <laughs> I could tell you that. Yeah. They got the, they got the, those. Uh, they, they brought it. But so every, everyone, that was what, see, that's what's great about a festival, though. Right. Is every one of these bands brought it in their own way, in a fantastic right. manner. But anyway, let's get back to, I saw the which brings me to, I told you I listened to, to Boxer Live, and it's on Spotify, and I absolutely loved it. I liked the album but it was really neat to hear them play the whole thing and reproduce it live. Right. They do it very well and it also gave it an even an even grander feel. Right. And a, a live album done well can do that. Absolutely. Do you want to try to rate it or do you just want to? T- uh, I don't want to rate it out of 10. Uh,
0: generally I find that when I look at a lot of the albums that I've rated out of 10, I'm not particularly, I
1: kind of just wish that I didn't do that. An interesting thing about this record, right, is as great as it is, and I do think it's a, v- a very good album. It wasn't one that you would say, Oh, the, like we did it, we've done a lot of records that you would say it's the best of its genre, or it's this is know. his magnum opus, or or this is uh transcendent, or this is this is just a really strong indie rock. Record and if you want to be emotionally powerful, yeah, yeah. And if you want to delve deeply into your own psyche and the psyche of others, this is for you. It's not vocal gymnastics, it's not uh, the musicians are very talented, but they stay within the framework. It's a very tight song, like you said, tight's the right word, it's all one sound, right, framed, giving you a message. It's, it's, It's a wonderful way to present music, though, absolutely. Yeah, that calls
0: to an end for our uh, review of the Nationals boxer. Now, moving on to what we are listening to this week. Recently, uh, I've been getting into a lot of Bob Dylan. Dylan was always uh, one of the, like, one of the big music blind spots that I had, and also that I knew I would like. I listened to uh, Highway 61 Visited, and it was great, an all-time great record. Um, I listened to Bringing It All Back Home, and I thought it was good. But I also kind of liked some of his singer-songwriter stuff a little more, which yeah. wasn't the feeling that I had
1: with Highway 61 Revisited. Well, that happened, you know. When Dylan went electric, people got yeah. pissed. That's a whole, there's a, there's a video out there. It's a, it's a documentary where somebody was touring with him when he went. And the band, actually, that is called The Band, was called The Band because they were his backing band. and. He would play, you know, his electric, and then, and you know, the frat boys and the right. college kids who had put him on this pedestal as the great American poet. From, uh, they rebelled against this new sound that he was coming up with, but he evolved, and right. it's not like he couldn't still do that. He would go back to that periodically. And, and you know, absolutely. I, you know, recently he's wrote, he's written you know in the last however many years he's written some records that you could call country, right? Right. And a lot of what he did early on, what you're talking about, the acoustic stuff, right, has that there's there there, there is a folk, a folk to it, Yeah, absolutely. Right. What have you been listening to? Okay, I stumbled upon a record called Shakedown Street by the Grateful Dead and I'm not real like you said Dylan's a blind spot for you I know the dead but it's pretty much whenever I've listened to the dead it's been whatever somebody else put on to listen to right I've never I owned one record the one with Casey Jones and all that on it and that's good stuff but I've never delved into it or I've listened to bootleg live records when I was over at somebody's house that kind of thing this record is fantastic the music is great. They open with a cover of Good Lovin', and it's just... Mm. It's a fantastic record. Yeah. Listen to a little Day La Soul lately. Uh, that wound up taking me to an old record that I used to listen to quite a bit called Judgment Night, which is like... A, Judgment Night was a movie, so this is a soundtrack that goes with it, and they took these bands that were rock bands, and they and they picked a rap band go with. like Living Color does a record with Run DMC and House of Pain does a record with Helmet. I think Pearl Jam and the Booyah Tribe are together and all that. De La Soul's on there with Teenage Fan Club. It's it's really interesting record. But I I like that a lot. And then I've been listening to uh, a lot of reggae lately. Mm. What type of reggae? Or what Uh, artist? It depends. I've been listening to the Sirius XM Bob Marley Station. Mm-hmm. At work, quite a bit. Well, I work with several people that are from Jamaica, and so you know when we're closing up, sometimes I'll put that on, uh, and uh, you get people rides and you play whatever they're, they they want right. to listen uh, to. Jimmy Cliff. This has been a neat few few months of kind of getting to know people and their culture, you know, because you don't mm-hmm. know. So it's kind of cool to ask somebody what it's like, where they're from Absolutely have them tell you and you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's the
0: unique. food they eat, the music they listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, This week I also did listen to Travis Scott's Rodeo. Rodeo is pretty much a staple of its genre. It was kind of groundbreaking when it released. It released in like 2015 and it sounds like it could have come out like yesterday. Um, uh, the all the productions like really spacey and really if, if you just want like a kind of like an album to listen to and be like okay how did what started like the really spacey really kind of druggy like trap phase mm-hmm. in uh, hip hop then uh, yeah I, I, I would not go I would go with Travis Scott's Rodeo oh um, would some other guys kind of along that ri- li- line of like the trap stuff I, I do I did listen to some future I think he's good um, the problem is I think a lot of his projects are a little too long <laughs> ah. so it, it is just kind it's kind of it is kind of like this national record in a way where it's like one sound but this national record isn't very long Future's sound is a lot more how do I say this it, it's like <laughs> listen if it's like an hour and 20 minutes of a dude talking about drinking codeine Okay, okay, this could have been like forty minutes. <laughs> it's like I don't know. some of that stuff is really good. There's some of that stuff that there's some some of it goes really hard. Some of it's really fun. It's also could have been forty minutes. Right. Could have been a mixtape. Right. And right. if it it could have been a shorter mixtape.
1: I get it. <laughs> I get it.
0: But yeah, he's he's really good. Also, Future's really influential. Do not take this as me dissing him. Yeah. He's really influential. He's really important. Um, I did listen to some T-Rex earlier this morning. Um, T-Rex? Yeah. That album you really like, the, the was it, The Slider? The Slider. Yeah. It ain't just me that likes it. Or, well, uh, people think that his. That's his, yeah, that's his. One of his more, right. his classic, the one with bang a mm-hmm.
1: uh, Electric Warrior is also thought very highly of. Yeah,
0: Electric Warrior is like his classic record. Right. And then The Slider, it's good. And
1: it's almost as good as Electric Warrior, but it's not. Well, it depends on who you talk to, because there there'll be like if you talk to Chris Robinson, he'll tell you Slider is one of the top records. Period. Right. He'll tell you that there were years that that was that there were five things on his turntable, and that was one of them. Right. And if you talk to you know somebody else, they'll they'll say it's Electric Warrior. Right. But he was uh, Mark Boland, influential in so many different ways. It, you know, Gone Too Soon, Has car Dies, all that. He was, glam, he was glam rock. There's a movie out there that talks about David Bowie coming to the States, and it's pre-Bowie being... It's where, he, it's where Bowie comes up with the concept of Ziggy Stardust because right. he goes to America, and he's walking around in a dress, and it's... Absolutely. It, he feels completely out of place. Yeah. They book him to do things, and he's doing radio shows, But he's also doing, like, conventions where they're selling vacuum cleaners. Mm -hmm. And he's just there singing in the corner, and nobody gets it. And so he felt completely out of place. Bowling at a party in the movie kind of tries to cue him in or smarten him up to what his future path ought to be. And part of it is the reason I'm a big deal is I am who I am. Right. You need to be who you are, David. Uh, is, is that a wrap?
0: I think it's a wrap. That is a wrap on uh, our review of uh, the Nationals Boxer, plus a little what we you've been doing this week.
1: Thank you to our friends at Game Project, <laughs> g-i-n-n-project.com. Thank you to our friends at Daily Smart who, should, who put out and put our wrestling pods and these pods on their platform we appreciate that very much. Thank you for listening t- to us. Feel free to like, follow, subscribe, depending on what, whether you're on Spotify or you listen through, to us through PodBeans or iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to. Get in touch with me at because these are through the Go Home Heat Podcasting, I guess, network is what it would be. Reach out. Talk to us. I like to interact with people. I like to find out what they're into. Um, We have had guests come here and there on. So reach out, interact, listen to good music. We appreciate you. Absolutely. And signing off,
0: go home.